it's morning. And that means it's time for Rotten Mornings. The best way to start your morning off rotten. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Scott. How are you this morning? Uh, I'm exhausted. Oh, man. I'm so glad that you brought that up because uh, so am I. I feel it. I uh, kind of want to send a shout out this morning to all the Haunt actors who uh, it's Friday. If this is starting Hell Week for you, uh, hey, man, you have our love and support. Yeah, no shit. You might even see us eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We hope to we hope to to make it around to everybody. Um, it's another episode of Rotten Mornings. Indeed, longest one yet. Oh no! Is that is that what we're shooting for today? This morning? Oh God, no! Oh, thank God. Let's go under this time. Let's see if we can do our shortest episode ever. You guys have a rotten morning. Have a rotten morning, guys. <laughs> what uh, uh let's talk about what we saw yesterday. Okay, what did we see yesterday? We had an episode of Rotten Mornings where we talked about Chatterbox. <coughs> we talked about something for fucking fifty one minutes. Yeah. <coughs> and I'm a little bit upset about it because uh going over to the supernatural section, you said Man, we got to stop telling people these are going to be spooky. <laughs> yeah. And then you told the spookiest story we've told on Rotten Mornings. <laughs> I told, like, probably two of the spookiest stories we've ever told at all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <clears throat> so that was fun. I thought that it was, was fun. fun. It's a good good episode. Pretty, pretty good times. And if you listen to a, nearly an hour of us babbling... <laughs> I, where are you at? You need a hug. <laughs> Look, you were talking about how it's like, oh, wow, in this podcast, we really, like, kind of bear our soul. And it's like, no, Scott, at fucking minute 32, we ran out of shit to say. <laughs> yeah. We were like, uh, I'm going to read the back of this box of cereal to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know that that was, uh, that, that that's going to hold the record for uh, the whole time. But uh, we're going to keep it as the record for now. Yes, we are. Woo! All Until right. We make more bad life decisions. Um, guys, you, you got to hear or you got to see yesterday something that doesn't happen or hasn't happened uh, very often. Uh, we had an episode of We Are Not Alone. And in the episode of We Are Not Alone, you had really good audio. Yeah, the best freaking audio. Oh my gosh, it sounded phenomenal. I know, right? She sent me that like from her recording studio, so uh, I think she knows how to do it. <laughs> yeah, I think she did pretty good. Uh, did the intro to that change? No, that's the intro. That's the intro for their actual show. So I left it in to make sure I didn't step on anybody's toes when it came to, like, what's theirs and what's ours. Okay, I was thinking that the intro to We Are Not Alone had had, had a little bit of difference to it, but that's cool. 
Yeah, it was the same as just right when it ended. There was like the intro to her show right after that. That was just the recording gotcha. intro where it said her name and what she was reading. Gotcha. But I was okay. you know, super stoked about getting like an, another artist's like work, like somebody who is well, you know, founded in themselves. She loved the episode. She said it was awesome. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad. Uh, uh, with the uh, sound effects and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, then we had an episode of Rotten Strips. And then after that, we had uh, Rotten Story. I mean, uh, Grim Storytime. Yes. I did. <laughs> did you get to watch any of that? I did. I did. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, uh, there was a lot of a lot of references in that as the story was starting off. So yeah, <laughs> uh, Yoda in my hand is really neat. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's fun. She had sent me that like saying those lines, and I was like, "Shit!" Now I got to put something here. Uh. I, I didn't hear any feedback though, so I am kind of curious. What did you think about the run strips? Oh, I, I thought it was good. I, I, I mean, of course, I always shake my fist at you when you do laughing for like thirty seconds, but it was good. It was. It had some very hilarious parts. <laughs> you know, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, was, was somebody supposed to send you footage and you just didn't get it done or something? So it's all good. It's all good. What a dick. Yeah. So I had uh, uh, probably uh, the the footage that that, I, that was in that episode absolutely gorgeous. Everything else was just garbage. <laughs> so that's good. Um, and I, I expect more of that. So it's all it's all yeah. coming together if as you expect, planned. If you expect more than that, then uh, you are in the wrong place. That's fair. Uh, after Grim story time, we went into a uh, live with Grim. Yes, that was so good. Did you get to see any of Tim in that? I I, uh, I did, and I was so happy to see so so many cast members from Hellbilly actually be in that episode. Tim literally came on there as my great grandfather. Oh, really? He was like, oh, I'm Matt Hall's great-grandfather. Anybody got a cigarette? Dude, he was clowning on me so fucking hard. He's like, I got to get the little head bob in. <laughs> That's why he had the hair and the toboggan, and he had a, a chicken house shirt on. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was fucking, and he called me right afterwards, and he was like, man, I saw they were live, and I wanted to go and get on their live, and then Kim was like, hey, they said something about Matt Ross, and he's like, I got a fucking idea. That's great, man. Uh, that was, uh, that was really cool. were they open tonight? No, they were not open tonight. They just, they just uh, let them do their live there. Oh, okay. I wondered, because uh, I was like, that's a several cast members there that's, that's yeah it was there. oh man you're cutting out a little bit just giving you a heads up stuff so or, or a costume so yeah yeah i can hear you now you were cutting out a little bit there oh all right sorry about that uh, I said it was uh, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, very Thursday, good. Yeah? 
maybe not as uh, not as busy as our freaking weird ass Monday, but it's still a, a busy day, dude. We lined Thursday up to be pretty packed. Pretty packed. <clears throat> okay, and we have uh, uh, guys. We're gonna jump to commercial really quick, and we'll be back after the break to tell you what's coming up. Uh, yes, the rest of the day. Hey guys, Scott with uh, Rotten Reviews here. Just wanted to let you guys know tonight at 8 p.m., Tricks and Treats at the Black Market Bar and Grill in Five Point South will feature uh, Friends of Rotten, Scarlet Storm, and Violet Gein doing their clown best. So if you guys want to check that out, it starts at 8, it's $5 at the door. All right, back to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say that again. Sorry, did you get an emergency alert just then? No, did you get an emergency No, I haven't yet. Crap, that's probably going to kill my phone too then. Oh, it's okay. I'm in a whole different part of the world right now, brother. Oh, that's fair. Okay, I'm driving to work. <laughs> driving to work. Um, anyway, so, yeah, we've got some stuff coming up today, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I imagine so. Well, if you're listening to this now... <laughs> Oh, we have the uh, the last episode of Unfinished Reviews, uh, the reviews we didn't get finished last year, and I think it's East Boga. No, that was oh, I can't remember which one it is this time. I, I can't remember. It was the last one. I don't have my computer on, so I can't see. <laughs> no, that's that's totally okay. That's totally okay. Um, those are fun little snippets, and. Uh, Probably today, um, I'm not sure what time, but probably uh, I will put out a couple of 60-second uh, reviews. Of <laughs> nice. I didn't get in. Yeah. I didn't get in. End of review. Yeah. Uh, the St. James Hotel is closed. <laughs> Hell, <they're> closed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh no, just uh, just like a little quick little snippet from like uh, the um, Thriller Night of nice. Nights. Yeah, just a cool. little thing about it. Yeah, uh, for people who are wanting to see some other stuff, right? We it's Hell Week. Uh, the haunts are going to be open, so uh, having some reviews out to tell you guys where to go. And I know everybody's looking for. Ooh, which haunt should I check out? So hopefully we'll have some more reviews up. Yeah, sure. we'll have uh, some more reviews coming out. I'm going to try to get them out as early as I can at the beginning of the week. They might get a little bit um, choppy because we're going to try to get a lot of haunts in this week and get the episodes. Right. And I've got to do two more episodes of We Are Not Alone and a whole bunch of other stuff. So, woo! Yeah. Like... So at least we have a uh, film. Yeah, place. right. Thank God for that. Yeah. Uh, you also have like an anniversary. Coming yeah. My uh, my uh, marriage. It just so happens. Yeah. 
So that's a that's a hell yeah. of a busy week, dude. Right? Fucking hell. At least Brandy's like on vacation, so we can both be busy for our vacation for our anniversary together. Not to mention the fact that she has been way busier than me and doing way more stuff and literally like making everything work. So <laughs> I feel like a dick bitching about yeah. being like spread apart. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's all give and take. So, um, uh, all right, so we, we talked about the unfinished reviews coming. Uh, what else is coming up? It's it's a Friday. We should be pretty. Yeah, pretty then busy, we'll have yeah? we'll have the oh. Rotten Strips episode. That's my next episode. I can't wait That's to right. see what I come up with. <laughs> me, me neither. And then after that, we'll be going live from the Spook Trail. Oh, I uh, eagerly anticipate that because cell reception out there also. No, it's not, crazy. and that place is fucking scary. It is terrifying. So, uh, yeah, hopefully it'll work. If not, you know, I'll 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 see if I can't go live on the ride home or something. I'll figure out something. I really hate I didn't get to do it from Mountain Creek, but it is what it is. Hey, it is what it is, and uh, I think the review for Mountain Creek yes, went definitely. Really well, so, one of the things yeah. I, I like to say, I, don't, I know a lot of people aren't listening to our podcast, but we we kind of decided not to give points or scores this year because what yeah. we like, we've always been about this. We've always been about let let's talk about what the haunt's doing right, uh, so you know why you should go out there. And we're not just going to harp on, you know, all the stuff that they're doing wrong and why you shouldn't go. We want you to have what's good about the haunt and then you make your decision of where you want to go, not what's bad about the haunt. Because, like, I don't know, man, it just I just I hate I hate busting on people's ass for stupid shit like that. I just want everybody to go to the damn haunts. Alabama's got some of the best haunts in the biz. Yeah, they do. Uh, it's weird that you brought up that you don't like to like bring out the negative when you took out a full-page ad and was it six bulletin boards? Um, it was seven that said Hellbilly Hollow doesn't have an address. Yes, well, and you know what? I stayed at it, and it, it worked out well. It did. It did. Now they're now they're leading the Yes, they charge. are. They are the head of the shit charge, if you will. I uh, I got a picture. Uh, friends of mine were at Aatrox and uh, they have a big sign uh, and it says Pooh Village. Village. And I said, Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like I was like the kids are gonna come back here and be like, Fuck yeah, we get to meet Winnie the Pooh. Ooh, this is not what I thought it was. Yeah, this is way more fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, there's a reason why uh, Winnie hasn't ever been part of Build a Bear. <laughs> Just, yeah, guys, come on in and make <laughs> Well, I told you about that. I believe it was uh, 2007, 2008, the uh, hottest selling toy for Christmas that year was a little baby Winnie the Pooh that crawled across the ground. And I have no clue how it sold so well, because it was sold as crawling baby poo. 
Yes. I love it. Fantastic. Um, cool, guys. Well, that's what is uh, coming up. So hopefully you guys will get to check that out. Uh, I do want us to jump into at some point here uh, soon. And, and guys, if you're just listening, this is just me and Matt talking. But I do want to jump in soon about some of these haunts and uh, some things that we're seeing out there. <laughs> it's uh, across the board and not just specific For sure. to one yeah. haunt. Uh, so there may be a special episode of this or there may be something new, but we will be talking yes, about will. it soon. So, um, All right. You you want to yeah, let's jump? jump? Let's jump it. Give me uh, give me just a second. When we come back from the break, we'll be in the spooky Yes, we side. will. <laughs> all right, you guys stay around, guys. Morning. It's so innocent. You walk into an arcade just wanting to have some fun, play some video games. You get your quarter. You walk over to a machine you've never seen before. The title screen comes up. You put your quarter in, and now you're ready to play one of the biggest urban legends in video game history. Well, hello there. Hello. Oh, man. I got to say, I just I want to applaud you real quick. Okay. That was probably the best intro to the spooky you've ever done. It was good long. It was well said. It was recorded well. Just great job. Man, that really means a lot. I put a lot into it. Thanks. So, uh, yeah, that's that's all I got. Was it informative enough for you? I think so. I think oh, so. Good, good. So, what do you think about that topic? Uh, you know, I'm I'm mixed feelings. Guys, we don't get to talk about it very much because. <laughs> Uh, until recently, there hasn't been a lot to, to talk about in this realm, but today we get to talk about the urban legends and the strange side of video. Oh, or ooh, video game, uh, cursed video games. We are going to be talking about Polybius. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yes. Um, you guys know the story of Polybius. Uh, it was an arcade game that was set up in Oregon and uh, possibly in some other locations. And people would play it and they would see uh, in the corner of the arcade hall uh, men in suits watching them play. And the story developed that. Uh, this was a game that the government had developed to uh, test out the use, like hand-eye coordination or 
There's been other stories and other theories that that it was about else. them being able to uh, brainwash somebody, like whether or not they were receptive to the brainwashing techniques that they were using in the Polybius game. That's right. And stories came out that people were getting sick and having seizures and were getting depressed just by playing it. So there was a lot. Now, let me be very, very clear on this. There is no rendition of the game Polybius that you can play right now. There is a game called Polybius. It came out about three, two or three years ago. It is a reimagining of what they thought the game was. There is no way you can actually play the Polybius that we are talking about. Yes. And there is a lot of, of data that points to the fact that even though this is a story we have heard for years that this was all just a figment of someone's imagination. Yes, that there was never a Polybius game, that it was all just a, you know, yah, yah, yah. But if we remember, this was during, you know, Project Paperclip, and we're well aware of the government doing wild stuff at that time. So it's not so far out of the realm of believability now that we know what was really going on back then. That's right. It is not outside the realm of possibility. It is not outside the realm of possibility that was it a a secret experiment that the data behind that was, has been kind of washed up to where they can, can prove that it didn't exist. Exactly. That's a neat thing. Yeah. But that, that's wild. So, uh, Polybius was uh, an interesting story and continues to be uh, as the, uh, the curious internet collective continues to dive deep into these kind of urban legends and find out more about them. Uh, but uh, not outside like the realm of possibility, uh, are you, there was a, a time traveler that appeared on the Coast to Coast AM uh, message boards. His name was John Teeter. Right. And John Teeter claimed that he had come back in time looking for a specific computer. Yes. So it was an IBM computer, but what that computer did, no other computer was capable of then, and no other computer does now, and no one at the time even knew that that computer could do it. Hmm. It's wild. It it is, right? And the reason I bring that up is because maybe there was something to do with uh, Polybius that did a different kind of thing. Yeah, true. Now, there was a... Um, I only only wanted to, to hit John Teeter just a little bit. If you guys are familiar with that story, uh, it is very wild. Also, uh, there's data to prove that that, um, that could be made up. But there's so much in his story that was not privy 
Like, he shouldn't have known that because it wasn't general knowledge at the time. Wasn't he the one that, that came back and said that everybody travels through time, but they just are really, like, uh, scared of the, of us because we're not like what they are? And that they all live in small communities that are, like, all a collection of togetherness and they don't really have, like, big cities and such like that? Um, I don't think that was John Teeter. I'm trying to think of who that was, but I'm not – his name I'm not pulling up in my head. Uh, John Teeter did, though, talk about how he was pulling off time travel and how people in the future pulled off time travel – by using um, small black holes. Or, yeah. Yeah. And which like is a, an array of small black holes, which had never been thought of or anything and, and still wasn't thought of when he said it, but only recently have scientists started looking into that. Yeah, with the Hydron Collider and CERN and all that shit. Yeah. So that's uh, uh, when you when you hear story isn't always like spooky to me because it's kind of sci-fi and like you kind of play it off but then every now and then it'll just strike that yeah uh, i'll tell you another interesting thing about polybius is that there was like some stories about polybius but the stories about polybius didn't get as widespread until strangely enough after the release of the last starfighter 1984 do you remember what the last yeah. Starfighter is about? Uh, a guy goes into a bar, plays a video game, wins top score. Alien race comes to him and says, "You're the best pilot we've ever met. Now we want you to fight for our galaxy." Nice. Like that is a game, a, a movie about a game that was literally a recruitment tool, and that's where you get all of those references to anything that is ever done where somebody plays a game and they win a high score and then somebody's like, you're the best at this game. Come with us. That's all from the movie, the last Starfighter. Yeah. Uh, if you are familiar with Ernest Klein's work who did uh, ready player one, uh, his next book that came out was called Armada. And it was that story as well. Yes. But yeah, uh, I I thought it was really really fun and it it was a throwback to the '80s arcade. You're cutting out. You're cutting out again, boss. So essentially. Uh, if you guys pay attention to the wacky technical difficulties that we have on this show, we will never have a situation where aliens are like, you guys are the best podcasters. The hell you say they're cutting up our, they're cutting the mics out, dude. They're trying to we're shut us down. They're trying to shut us down. Yeah. We're too good at this. You're going to have to make his phone not connect. Well, Trick him into getting an iPhone. Ha ha ha. The the other game that I want to bring up from that same kind of time, uh, and it wasn't exactly when Polybius was, but it was roughly in the same time, is a game called Entombed. Mm. Um, 
and if I if I recall correctly, Entombed was a home console game uh, for the Atari. <clears throat> but Entombed used a mathematical equation that also has never been used again, and uh, really wasn't capable at the time. Interesting. I don't think I've heard about that. It sounds like you're fascinated. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) So interesting. Hey, let me let me make let me just go ahead and do a fact check on myself from literally three minutes ago. I mentioned how the last Starfighter was the beginning of that trend, and uh, wow, I couldn't be even more wrong. There's a movie that came out in 1982. That was literally the beginning of that trend. Do you know what that movie was? In 82. Uh, Tron. Tron. Uh, I see what you're I see what you're doing here. Tron is exactly that. It's this it's like it's not exactly like a recruitment tool, but is more the suck into the game type of thing. Yeah. Man, video games, it's weird how much they affect culture now, but, like, they were totally a different effect on culture back then. Well, yeah, because back then they were like, oh, this game is risque, and it was like like two bars, you know? That's fair. Like, Custard's, there was the- Custard's last oh, game, yeah. the band game, was like, it was just choppy, blocky garbage. You couldn't even tell what was going on. Yes, but that was a pixelated depiction of rape. Yeah, but not like you could tell. They Okay, okay. What about the uh, Chainsaw Massacre game? Oh, which one? The one where you're just like running around as a Chainsaw Massacre killing people. Uh, it was so trash, but it was banned too. Okay. It was just basically yeah. you as this pixelated thing with a chainsaw right in the middle of the screen and people would just walk from left to right or right to left and you ha- you're trying to touch the chainsaw to as many people as you can and kill that's right and it was a depiction of violence mm-hmm. i think it's so weird dude like you think about like minecraft and like how in depth like stories have been in Minecraft and like worlds have been, and that's all like pixel based, like what what we we were saw in those games. Exactly, just wild. So, wild. Uh, so, uh, and we started this by saying that there were these earlier like cursed or urban legend games, uh, Polybius being the the big icon name, but then you look at like Entombed that isn't an urban legend like that actually is an actual game that has this weird thing about it right oh i hate to that we even forgot this part but um a part of video game like history space invaders was the first game that brought up like game difficulty yeah that it would it was was a and it was a fluke Yes. Because how it was like a processing thing. There was if there were X amount of objects on the screen, they could only get it to go so fast. But every time one of those objects was taken off screen, it would speed up a little bit. That's right. So we, we introduced a difficulty because like uh, even like 
Donkey Kong and Pac-Man, they didn't increase in difficulty. They just changed maps. Yes, and actually with Donkey Kong, uh, with Missile Command, with Pac-Man, you a lot of people that got good at that game, they would take plastic sheets and lay them over the top of the game, and they would draw time signatures of exactly what was going to happen because it was always planned the same way. That's right. That is absolutely right. So it got... Uh, if, if you got super in depth with it, uh, you were going away from, uh, reactivity into, uh, memorization. Yes. It, it, it was no longer a game. It was like memorizing the same, just pattern. Right. Uh, the, the video game greats were really good at that. Uh, but we have talked about the earlier cursed or urban legend games. But we have cursed and urban legend games now, don't we? Yes, we do. There's a there's a lot of different, uh, and it's weird though because nowadays the cursed game is a cursed copy of the game. Right. Uh, Majora's Mask has a a cursed copy of the game story. Uh, about oh, it's terrifying. It's really terrifying. Like the shadow thing and how he looks and he's always got the mask on through the whole game and he's always sad. Yeah. Not happy with it. Yeah, so. Uh, I think there's uh, video game SCPs too, right? Oh yeah, there's a lot of different video game SCPs all the way down to just the uh, ghost in the machine type of thing. Yeah. Uh, That... The fact that you brought up, like, uh, if you if you buy the game, you probably don't have a cursed copy of the game, but there are certain cartridges or uh, certain, you know, uh, CDs that definitely have something completely different about and, it. And honestly, I, I've never done this before, but I'll pitch a YouTube channel that does a heck of a job on these cursed games. It's uh, Tat's Top Videos. Um, if you go back through their collection of, of, of shorts, uh, you'll see they have a ton of great uh, animated storytellings of these different curse games. That's awesome. Uh, that being yeah, said, I do awesome. want to plug another game that was like, I remember there was a time when everybody was getting PlayStation mod chips because all these games for PlayStation would never come out because PlayStation were hardcore about censoring their stuff, right? Right. And there was this game called Thrill Kill that was the baddest game ever fucking made, and it never got released, and you could only play it if you got a copy from Japan and you had a mod chip. Okay. I didn't play that one. Thrill Kill was basically like a four-player Mortal Kombat where you just beat the hell out of each other, and whoever like goes lowest, like goes highest on their energy field, they do a fatality and then take an, a person out, and then there'll be three... Then you fight the three, do another fatality, take the person out. And then when there's two left, you got like the special ending fatality you could do. That sounds cool. And the, like one of the characters, like a dominatrix who would like hand you a shock baton, make you stick it down your throat and then rub her boobs as you shocked yourself to death. And that is commonplace today. Yeah, it's like so easy nowadays. I saw that. Uh, I saw that just driving down the road here earlier. What's going on over there? Oh, a dominatrix 
Rubbing her boobs. Well, also, I don't, I don't recall right off the top of my head, but I think it's the only game that had the, um, the half torso man, where it was like uh, the good half torso was up top and the bad half torso was on bottom, but it was two half torsos connected backwards, so it would walk on the other one's hands when it was a good guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, a yin yang monster. Yeah, the first time I ever saw that sort of depicted so i always thought that was cool but yeah polybius <laughs> curse games crazy shit guys if you uh if you have a, a curse game story that you know about or want to share with us uh drop it in the comments of, the, of the podcast post that we put on facebook um, and if this is your first time ever heard, hearing about the phenomenon of curse games I definitely encourage you to follow a rabbit hole on YouTube and just get some of these stories because they are some of the most terrifying stories. Yeah. They they are. Um, and, and probably told in a better way than we could have. Yes, because they have, um, what's that word? Uh, they research. And they're, they're smart. We're, we're dumb as fuck. You you cut out a little bit there, Matt. What was the thing that they had? Uh, the ability to research, uh, what uh, uh, work ethic? I don't know anything that means you're better than we are. No, just breaking up. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I, I get it now. Oh yeah. Well, hey, you guys stay rotten. Uh, hey, you guys have a rotten morning. Have a rotten morning.